Welcome back to Risk Check Podcast, episode 14. Yeah. Gang's back together again. We have a special guest in the house, <laughs> Bryn Walner, a.k.a. Dime Piece. Hi. How are you doing this evening? <laughs> I'm great. I feel lucky to be here because it's your birthday. It is oh, his birthday. There you go. Thank <laughs> you. Happy Thank birthday you. to you, birthday yeah. boy. I appreciate it. Thank you. How are you feeling today? I feel great. Wiser, older. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All of those things, still learning and building. Can't, <laughs> can't say I'm a better person better man but i'm working towards you've it. probably been doing a lot of partying today haven't you so <laughs> <all> weekend. <laughs> yes well it's just all right it makes a little work in we'll make it fun uh since it is your birthday why don't you kick us off with the wrist check today oh man so i'm gonna call an audible okay i always seem to um do something disorderly okay um so today i'm gonna do a double wrist check. Wow. Oh, Two only. Don't hurt <laughs> So I wanted to go um, kind of like orderly with the traditional uh, G-Shock mm. 2100, but then go ahead and turn over to the Cassiope. So we have two G-Shocks. Yes. Two G-Shocks, two 2100s. But, but one um, is... One is one has its uh, custom modification, and the other one is at its purest form. Okay. Mm. And so that's the that's the uh, the AP mod that yes. you have on there. So that's like a Royal Oak. Let me see this. Royal Cassie Oak. <laughs> and is that the watch I got you? This is, this is the watch that you gifted me. Nice. Wow. Um... I um I, and I had asked you before. I was like, man, how do you feel if I mod this thing? <laughs> it was totally fine. What it, was it on originally? So it was originally on like a black leather, like rubber Maybe. with a black bezel, um, and it, it it was cool. It was really, really cool. But I felt like because of the dial and the hands and how yeah. they like have this blue the and dial process, cool. it's blue and purple. The contrast yeah. is really cool. I was like, yeah. I What's also it. impressive is like the finishing on that. On that case, the quality of this is actually yeah, really, it, it, really it, it high. It doesn't feel cheap at all. No, it no, doesn't. It's not. I mean, and can be had at only a hundred bucks. Respect. Nice. Um, Plug on my way. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, the funniest thing too, um, going back to just like my birthday, and and I had seen so many birthday throwbacks that people were sharing, um, and you know, something that you've mentioned before, Perry, is like I've always in all the pictures, like whether I was like big, skinny whatever like i always was wearing a watch yeah you know a, a, a classic g-shock you know a gold casio for um, as long as i've known you you've never left the house without a watch on your wrist i, I mean it, and it kind of speaks to my truth like i love watches i love to collect watches and i love to make it fun so doing something like this is just okay. awesome yeah. some double fisting yeah. Respect. <laughs> Oh, Lord. I'm sure you'll be doing that, a lot of that tonight for your birthday. Throwing it up. Yeah, there we go. Throwing it up. Uh, Bryn, what do you have for us today? Well, had I known it was your birthday, I would have worn my G-Shock. Because I know you like <laughs> Yeah. I have the John Mayer Hodinkee G-Shock, but it's hard for me to wear that. I really like small watches. Yeah. Um, I'm just wearing my little 26 millimeter Rolex on the Jubilee bracelet with the champagne dial. Cool. It's from like 1985 i think nice um 
And yeah, I was able to pay for it because I did a little influencer video. There we go. Oh, nice. <laughs> I got some store credit to rebag the luxury consignment. I'm website. all about working for watches. Yes. I mean, I was so excited. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Pay me in watches. Nice you got right? to, it's it's two tone, so it's gold and steel. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I wear two tone jewelry for the most part. Yeah, and with the it's like a champagne linen doll. Is it linen? No, it's just a regular. Oh, okay. I don't know what you would call Champagne it. Champagne dial, like a little sunburst dial. Mm -hmm. It's nice. I mean, it's classic date dress. I know. And I feel like even from the 80s and it's pre-owned, obviously, it's in great condition. Oh, it's that character. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's almost nothing better than like vintage Rolexes. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah, my first Rolex. Congratulations. My first and only. <laughs> there you go. That's how it starts. Yep. Um, I guess I'll go next. No, you're not. You're going last. You're going last. last. All right, you're going to make me go last. All right. Since, since Bryn was on the, the show, floor I wanted is yours. to uh, <laughs> assemble the Avengers today, and I found my nephew's Avengers watch. Oh, that from, thing is fire. From my Happy Meal. Oh. So that's how I just put it on because it does this. Wow. Like, so, uh, yeah, that's crazy. And does then it, you open it up, and it you has got the time. time with all the Avengers on Let it. Let me see. It's Wait, great. that's from a Happy Meal? Yeah. No way. Yeah, it's like four that's years old. That's why they call it Happy Meal. I was digging oh around my room my and just found God. it. How do you open this thing? On the side, you can just like pull it. That is so break cool. It. You just yank it up right there. Wow. It actually tells the time? Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> Oh it's doing like God. a countdown now. Though. I think <laughs> made by uh, Accutron Watch Corporation. Wow. Oh, it's made by Accutron. Wow. Damn. That is, that's actually really cool. Right? <laughs> yeah. That is so dope. I dig that. And uh, Iron Man and Black Panther are very prominent on the strap. Those are two of my favorites. So that's cool. weird. Two good movies. Wow. Um, nice. I guess it's my turn. Yeah, now it's your turn. Now it's my turn. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Prior, we talked about these two helping me acquire a piece um, that I was a little reluctant to wear on the show. Uh, and I think I disclosed why a little bit on, on Kelly's episode. Yeah. But uh, I, uh, because of these two gentlemen who I, I care about so much and, and they obviously care about me. Remember, I, I you might have remembered for a previous episode, I was on the hunt for a green dial uh, OP. And on my wrist today is a green dial OP. Woo! So <laughs> I am wearing a new Rolex. Um, I love it. I'm not going to lie. Uh, it's, it's, it's everything I thought it was going to be and a little bit more. Mm -hmm. um, I've been a little reluctant to wear it just because of the connotation that new Rolexes have, at least in our community. Yeah. Um, and a little embarrassed because on another episode I said I wanted to 36 and would not settle, and I settled for and you 41. Settled for 41. <laughs> but you convinced me that it actually looks really good on my it wrist, well. and it does. It does. Um, I love this thing. Uh, it, it reminds me of like a tennis court. <laughs> it's 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 fire. I think they they did it right. It's a callback to the Stella dials, and. Um, to me, this is the one to have. I actually put it next to the box to compare the green, and it is indeed the actual same color oh. green as the box. Um, and as the hat? Oh, yeah. You I wore the, the hat. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a little flashy you today. You foreshadowed a little yes. bit. A little bit. I had to. I also got the bat, The hat as a gift. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's 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 what we're rocking with today. So That's nice. <laughs> New Rolex on the wrist. I got a lot of explaining to do to a lot New of people. New Rolex to <laughs> <do> you. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, I need to hear the tea. On the, I'll wait for Kelly's episode. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right, so moving along. Mm -hmm. um, you are 
pretty popular on the internet. Oh, thank you. And you said you actually one of our questions was, you know, did you consider yourself an influencer? And you said you didn't say influencing work, so yeah. I assume that's a yes. Well, it's funny because I feel like before a dime piece, a lot of my friends were like, you're so funny. You have such a good personality. You should try to be an influencer. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, but you have to post like every day and you yeah. have to post photos of yourself. And I was never comfortable with doing that. I mean, I'll post the occasional thirst trap, but I mean, <laughs> or like the selfie. That's necessary. Yes. I mean, I love, you know, I'm not shy by any means, but I felt weird, like consistently posting myself and like my fits sure. and all that. And it wasn't until Dime Piece and that idea came about that I was like, oh, I can post like three times a day because yeah. this is so exciting. And it's really about putting other women on with a sprinkle of me, mm. but inevitably with the growth that has led to influencing opportunities, nice. <laughs> which I won't say no to because, sure. <laughs> um, yeah, it's helping me support myself. That's incredible. So where did the concept of, of Dime Piece come from? What does Dime Piece mean and how did you yeah. arrive there? Well, I was working at Sotheby's, the art auction house in 2019. Okay. I'm not an art person by any means, but I was brought on to the editorial team to do like culturally related content, like new up and coming artists or mm. like here's what Gen Z thinks about the art world, kind of okay. fun stuff like that to bring a new audience onto the Sotheby's website. And the watches department saw what I was doing. They were like, hey, we want you to make some content for us because cool. in the grand scheme of the auction world where you're selling like Picassos and like you know, just super, like millions and millions of dollars worth of stuff. Yeah. Watches are more accessible relative to like the art that they're selling. Sure. So it's more prime for like an online only auction mm. and kind of like a, it's an easier price point for some people to digest unless it's like a Paul Newman. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they were like, we want younger people on. Like, can you do some fun content for us? And I was like, sure, but I don't know anything about watches. Mm -hmm. And then my boss was like, just do it anyway, because you could commission the writing, just produce it, find the find the imagery, you know, fact check, like get get to know them. Mm -hmm. You might like watches. And so I did, and I realized that I love watches. And I was like, how had I not cared about them at all wow. before? Yeah. Like it was like I was totally watch pilled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um and I started noticing them everywhere, like on the subway, yeah. like in TV and movies. I was like, oh my God, like I can't. It's one of those things. It's sort of like Instagram, but in real life. It's like the minute you click like on something, then your feed is just like, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, the algorithm. Algorithm. And you just start seeing it. <laughs> totally. Like um, you can't see What it. was, well, I guess what was, and what, what happened that made it sort of just like all click? Like, was it a particular piece or... Did something sort of transpire? Was it a moment? What, what yeah. happened? So part of my job for these articles, would I had to find the imagery for them. I didn't write them, but okay. I was like on Getty, like obsessively looking for imagery. And so take like the Patek Philippe Nautilus. Yep. I'm like editing that, learning all about its history. And I was just like, where are the women in this? Mm. Do, do any women wear this? And I'd be like, you know, women wearing a Nautilus and like Victoria Beckham would show up. She's like a really big collector, mm. but there was no mention of women like in the narrative or the history. It was all dudes, Yeah. Um, which I expected, mm -hmm. but I was like, how can I kind of manipulate the story a little bit and at least throw in an image of a lady? That's cool. And I found this amazing photo of Rihanna at the airport and she's wearing like a 
palace grout fit yeah <laughs> <laughs> and she's just looking like very off duty and she's wearing a nautilus wow and i was like "Ooh, i'm throwing that in because yeah. it's like she might not be mentioned in the piece but i want to show that she's wearing it and it was kind of in in that moment that i was like oh there might be something here yeah wow that's really cool yeah. um in terms of uh your love and appreciation uh for watches mm -hmm. where where do you lie like what what kind of does it for you are you interested in the technology at all is it aesthetics do you find the history uh exciting like which one of these avenues do you value most yeah well i feel like i hit it aesthetics first mm -hmm. where i'm just that's like, sort of where i come from too. yeah i think for most people like you have to like the way it looks first mm -hmm. yeah yeah because i mean why else would you spend so much money on something that's not wearable? Be surprised. Yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, true. But coming at it from like a very kind of traditional consumer perspective, I'm like, does it look good when mm -hmm. I wear it? Am I into it aesthetically? Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of women come at it from that direction and are maybe like, oh, well, you like it for the aesthetics. You don't like it for the craftsmanship and the movement. But I feel like that comes after. Definitely. And so me... I'm like, oh, I like the Rolex or, but then I learn about like the movement. Mm -hmm. It's like, you need a gateway into it. Yeah. And aesthetics are for a lot of people and there's no shame around that. And I also love the history. Like mm -hmm. I love hearing about like how the Daytona nobody really cared about or it wasn't even called the Daytona. And then all of a sudden you have like the biggest movie star on the planet, yeah. Paul Newman wearing it. And all of a sudden it like skyrockets in popularity. And mm -hmm. to this day, you see them going at auction for like 17 million. I think the Daytona is a really good example yeah. of what you're talking about too. Because I remember I was talking to a gentleman, we got to talking about like old school Hoyer Octavias uh -huh. and how cool they were. Um, because they were, you could, I, apparently you could get the watch via like an advertisement for Viceroy cigarettes. Yeah. Is that correct? <laughs> yep. Like, so like yep. just the strangest thing, but this is of like that time. Yeah. <laughs> and he was telling me, uh, and this guy had been collecting watches for, I mean, years, is older gentleman. And he was telling me, he's like, one day he went to an AD, cause we were looking at a, a Daytona. Mm -hmm. He goes to AD, he buys like a, a, a new sub. Mm -hmm. And um, well, he was considering it. And the guy told him, he's like, listen, if you buy the sub, I'll give you the Daytona half price. Oh mm. my God. Yeah, and he's like, I don't want the Daytona. Oh, and he, wait, when was this? <laughs> this was in, I think he, he said this was in, it might've been the eighties. Oh my Lord. Yeah. So what he was saying was <laughs> at that particular machine. time, um, before, right before then, no one wanted, uh, no one wanted manual wound chronographs anymore. Mm the chronographs are coming out now were automatic mm -hmm. and so daytona was still behind and so that's why it was like to them it was kind of like seen as like kind of a garbage yeah nobody really cared you can find of, them at yard sales a lot too. of ad's gave them away if you bought enough gold watches yeah you had a high enough spend yeah. AD yeah, like, really would give they them would just to you. give them to you <laughs> yeah which is insane now right because mm -hmm. you're gonna say something no no well it's so funny too because i was talking to a gentleman um before and he was talking about how um, even like purchasing a Rolls Royce, like they couldn't, like some like dealers couldn't sell a Rolls Royce to save their life. Mm. So what they would do is they'd be like, 
All right, buy this Rolls Royce and I'll Rolls Royce and I'll literally give you a Range Rover for free. It's crazy. Oh like, I will give you a Range Rover. Like, please take this off my hands. Oh, oh. And it's so funny because now we talk about the Daytona being like almost arguably the most you know influential. It's, it's Rolex's crown jewel. World. Like it's yeah. the, it is their crown jewel. Like. At the end of the day, like if you don't know about a Rolex, like if someone doesn't know about a president, they know about a Daytona for sure. Sure. Like absolutely. It's crazy. I mean, yeah. It's a household name. Now it is. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. And I think what's interesting to your point too, right, is I, I do feel like sometimes people can get flack for going in on aesthetics first. Mm -hmm. But when I think about, you know, when I think about watches in the traditional sense, and I think about like people like my grandparents mm -hmm. um, and their generation, they weren't talking about movements. They didn't care. It was aesthetics. Yeah. It was like, this is a handsome watch. This is a pretty watch. Mm -hmm. This goes with my suit. This goes with my mm -hmm. outfit. Like, this is fun. This was a gift. Like, there were other things, the things that we talk about and what we value now that make it really special, not necessarily what's under the hood. And that's cool, you know, but I feel like that's kind of like a new advent. Yes. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I think so too, because especially like you were saying, like in our grandparents' time, like what was really popular were cars. Exactly. So exactly. you definitely look at what's important that's, with that's, cars under the you hood. You literally because looking yeah. under the hood. One could go faster than the other, yes. or one could break sooner, or whatever it would be. It would, one would perform better than the other, depending on what's under the hood. Where yes. if you just put five watches next to each other, they're all doing the same thing at arguably the same time. And that's funny too. So it's harder to tell. Kelly brought that up in her um She in did her actually. She said most of my clients in the beginning of my career were all car guys. Mm -hmm. Um and what she said was, you know, there's nothing more sexier than a woman that can talk mechanics. Mm -hmm. Um and it also validates as a woman to say, "Hey, you know, we do have a place here too." Yeah. Um and what what I love so much about, you know, just the beginning of, you know, us getting to know you mm -hmm. um you know, something that, that like stood out to me the most is that you actually said, well, where do I find myself in this place? Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, like, what do I need to do as an editor to actually not only, you know, empower my voice, but empower the voice of women, you know, across the board. So being able to say, hey, you know what? I'm gonna look up this and you find Rihanna, mm -hmm. like, like you said, like on her off duty and like, you know, the only thing that stands out is her beautiful timepiece. Mm -hmm. um, that's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. And and it definitely speaks to your success and, you know, your creativity and what you've done for the watch community and especially in the world of like the women watch collectors. So yeah. I applaud you. I think well, this is interesting too, like to kind of sneak it in there at, at like Sotheby's, right? Yeah. Because it's like when you do think about Sotheby's, if you if you are coming to Sotheby's. When you come in from the, the avenue of like watches <laughs> It would almost appear that like only one segment of the populace on the entire planet mm -hmm. wears watches, yeah. mm -hmm. which we know is false. Yes. Yes. Right. And so it's like, not only are you changing the narrative, it, you're actually just making it more accurate. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious too, because obviously like like dime pieces is, is moving along and you're gaining momentum mm -hmm. and you got a deal or or a situation, I should say, with Found One. Mm -hmm. How did that come about? You curating watches with Found One? Because you're selling watches now too yeah. on dimepiece.com. Yeah. Um I met Found Well, his real name is Alan. Mm -hmm. My uh friend who worked at Sotheby's actually connected me with him. He's like, you should really 
you know, meet up with this guy. You're getting into watches. He's a great person to know. And I met up with him. And on our first meeting, he had a little pouch of ladies' watches for me to try on <laughs> and look at. Yes. And this was really early on in Dime Piece when I hadn't even had a watch myself. Mm -hmm. I hardly tried on watches and I kind of didn't know where to go. Mm -hmm. And especially for like unique ladies' pieces, which don't get a lot of shine. Yep. Like you don't see them really. And he pulled out like a little Cartier Benoit. Mm. And I was like, oh my God, I've never, I've never even heard of this. Yeah. Yes. And it was so exciting for me to see something that appealed to me so naturally. And I thought it was very generous of him for mm -hmm. him to do a little show and tell. Um, and he, we also just get along, like our personalities are really compatible and he's super cool. He worked at Ralph Lauren for, Everyone years. comes from Ralph. Did you, did you work at Ralph? We'll say oh, okay. that <laughs> Just know that we're all very familiar. Yes, we're oh, very familiar okay. with Ralph Lauren. And it was so funny because like we all looked at each other um because I have I haven't had the pleasure to meet Fanwell personally, uh -huh. but I have spoken to him um, you know, and we've kind of like exchanged um, you know, dialect, and we were talking about just like stuff. Yeah. So he's a, a lover of stuff. Yeah, he loves stuff. Yeah. <laughs> he just loves stuff. He yes. collects stuff. Yes. And I remember I just like randomly DM'd him when I was, um, you know, working with, you know, that that team and mm -hmm. things like that and had the opportunity to kind of like bridge that gap. I was like, yo, man, like, what's up? And he was like, oh, we actually share like this kind of like mutual thing. And it, yeah. it, and it was awesome. So like we all kind of like looked at each other and we're like, that's so funny. Yes. <laughs> you know, we're all small. I, the world is very small. small. The man is a legend. That's really what it's it is. Really, Ralph really, truly Pablo. a legend. Ralph. <laughs> really, really, truly a legend. And, you know, even speaking to, you know, Mr. Lauren, he is someone that has created legends um, from the Bronx. Let's go. From the Bronx, um, you know, it's crazy yeah. that we have, like, you know, that tie. Totally. Yeah. This is very Ralph the Indigo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, um, you know, kind of like the, I don't know, I was, I was feeling all, like, turquoise and... Smokey the Bear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like Smokey the Bear, like Equestrian and, like, Cowboy yes. and, like, you know, I'm about to, like, lasso a watch, yes. like... I need some you, you got your cowhide boots on, might as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got my, I got my pony hair. Yeah, my sure. cowhide. It's like, you okay. know, like, respect. The fit is going crazy. Yes, yes, going crazy. Yes. It's a birthday fit. That's what we're rocking with. Yeah. Oh. So, and you, and you working with Foundwell and you meeting him and, and uh, him delivering you that assortment, how has, has working in tandem sort of what he has going on work for you? And I, I assume by now you've kind of figured out what your taste is, you know, what you like. Yeah. Are you curate? How are you curating the dime piece assortment? What is yeah. that exactly? Well, so after I met Foundwell, we wound up going, like, we would be on the same trips. Like, mm -hmm. I went to Vegas for the Couture show in August, cool. and they had a big antique watch sale, like a full trade show floor at the Wynn Hotel, mm. where basically 47th Street relocates to Vegas yeah. for a week. I don't know <laughs> if you guys have been, but Alan was there, and he's like, come on the floor with me and just shadow me and kind of see what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And already I was like, oh, I have a little mentor. Yeah. <laughs> How cute. I mean, I don't aspire to be a dealer, but I do aspire to learn more. Like I just, 
I want to know more about the business side of things because it's so crucial. Mm -hmm. You know, if you don't know about the secondary market when like that's that's what we're talking about. And so just hearing him kind of barter with the guys and ask to try things on. I tried on like a million watches. I tried on a gold Daytona. Nice. Um, <laughs> but it was really, really impactful for me. And he was like, why don't I pick up some ladies watches? So like in the past year, we've been kind of picking up ladies watches here and there that really get kind of overlooked mm -hmm. at these shows. And it's like, I'm like, well, what are you going to do with these? Because it doesn't really fit with what he's selling on on Foundwell. Sure. And he's like, nobody wants the ladies watches because he sells to Mr. Porter mm. and he sells to like Bergdorf's. He's like, nobody wants them. They they just want the ones that are really hype right now or mm. like a classic Got vintage yeah. one. And meanwhile, I have like hundreds of people in my DMs sure. being like, <laughs> What? Where can I buy a watch? I have no idea, but I want pre-owned. I want, you know, like a Cartier mm -hmm. Santos. I want XYZ. And I'm like, you know, you could try the real real or try the Hodinky shop, you know, just referring people. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, but I also have these watches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 like, yeah. You know, and it felt just really organic. And it's not like a huge retail store. It's really curated. It's like these are watches I would wear. These are watches that I find to be pretty much overlooked. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm trying to like give them a new. I think that's cool though too, especially cause like, so you're coming at it from the perspective of like people who are new to watches, mm -hmm. right? And so you're curating an assortment where it's like, hey, like you already have an audience. Yeah. And it's like, all of you are kind of asking me, where should I go? Here's sort of like my top picks mm -hmm. and what I think is interesting and here's why. And I think that's really cool because oftentimes getting into watches, we, we all kind of start at that point, right? Where it was like, here's this thing where it's like, we're super interested in, but it's super intimidating. Mm -hmm. Yes. And everyone you talk to kind of feels like they're like, when you just get into it, they're Albert Einstein of watches. Yeah. And it's yeah. just like, all right, well, maybe I don't really want to even engage this yeah. person because I don't want to sound like yeah. an idiot. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So to sort of bridge that gap, I think is 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 incredible. And it's something that we talk about all the time, even with like where we're going as a podcast and some of the questions that we get from yeah. like our audience. It's yeah. like, all right, where how are we navigating these people? Because we talk about everything from like, you know, super duper like expensive mm -hmm. to like swatches yeah which i think are I really really that. cool yeah um and so we try to offer you know i guess a, a perspective where um all of these things regardless of price or mm -hmm. prestige can live on equal footing because ultimately i'll do the same thing yeah. yes and that's and that's so cool that you say that because you know we get dms all of us mm -hmm. we get dms like you said like what should i buy what should i do this so like oh you shared a watch how much is this and you're like oh this watch is forty thousand uh, yeah. dollars yeah. and someone's like are you like you don't even get a response back after that exactly like you may not get a response so like at least like the underlying response is like dude why the heck did you tell me that yeah but i think something that we do that's really really well is like there are alternatives. So like mm -hmm. someone asked me about like the resonance piece and was like, I was like, uh, this is 50 grand. <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know. I'm not going to count your money, but yeah. I'm going to say like, 
dude, this is uh, this is an investment. Uh-huh. And then, you know, I was like, hey, you know what? How about you look into like this micro, look into this like smaller brand that actually, you know, you can kind of get your feet wet and then see if you want to dive into watches a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we need an entry point. You need Absolutely. an entry point. You need to actually, I think, you know, when you get bit by the bug, you know, you have to you have to see if like this is something that you really want to go totally. with. Totally. Um, yeah, you do. <laughs> it gets very, oh very expensive. It does. Oh, very man. expensive. Very expensive. To yeah, say it the does. least. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, you should love it. Yeah. You, you should love it. 100%. If this is not something that you're going to do for the rest of your life, <laughs> it's okay to be one and done. Maybe it's okay a, to be one and done. It's okay to be one and yeah. done. Yeah. yeah. You, have to, you have to know when to... to, to, to Turn the cards over and say it out. <laughs> Even though it never has. Yes. <laughs> no, it never yeah, does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Um, so continuing on that theme, um, obviously your medium, your medium is social media. Mm-hmm. How do you, where do you think social media stands right now with respect to the watch community, positive or, or, or negative? How has it impacted the community in your opinion? Yeah. Well, I'm coming at it super fresh. So yep. we're talking like 2019 and come up with the idea in 2020, the summer, after I got let go from Sotheby's, by the way, oh, on wow. the day that New York City shut down, they were like, peace. Oh, <laughs> I was like, no, but that's because there was an acquisition. But I sure. I begged the watch department. I was like, I'll do anything. I'll, please put me on your team. And they were like, it's OK. Wow, <laughs> so now, they're lost. I know. Yeah, that is their loss. It is. There is their loss. You know, respect to them, but I it really gave me the opportunity to kind of think about what I wanted to do. And I was like, you know, there's something there with that women in watches angle. Mm -hmm. So I start the Instagram account. So that was my real, like my foray into social media as it relates to the watch world. Mm Because prior to that, I had no concept of it at all. I had never even heard of Hodinkee. So, you know, I'm coming at this super fresh. I'm just posting watches, seeing if things stick. Hodinkee finds me like 500 followers in. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm not ready for the Hodinkee. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. I haven't even launched a website. I haven't yeah. done anything. And then they reposted something on their grid. Cool. And all of a sudden, overnight, I'm getting all these watch people. And I was yeah, just like, that's oh, start. Yeah, that's when it starts. That's when it starts. Yeah, watch it. What, the watch community is very, very loyal. Mm-hmm. Um, they, but they always also want something that's fresh, new, and exciting. Fresh, yes. new, and exciting. And that's 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 where I mean that's kind of the culture of the watch community. That's mm-hmm. why people can't stop buying watches. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Right. It's just that whole it mentality. Us. It connects us all. It really does. It, does. it really, really, truly does. Yeah. yeah. Uh, your your platform has a, a unique ability or approach in sort of bridging the gap between uh, the watch community and pop culture. Mm-hmm. Is this done intentionally? Is this uh, is this just kind of like a natural occurrence for you? Like, yeah. How does how does where do you, where does dime piece fit in all that? Where does your personal philosophy and approach fit in all that? Yeah. Well, I love pop culture. Mm-hmm. I'm you know, no shame. Like, yeah. <laughs> if I see you know a celebrity wearing something, I'm totally influenced by it, sure. or at least it. You know, just seeing like somebody like Zendaya wearing like a Cartier Panther, I'm like, yeah. she's so cool. She is. She's wearing that watch. That watch must be cool. And <laughs> I think that's the way a lot of people, whether we like it or not, think. Like, yep. we are influenced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Um, and I'm like, for that demographic, like, that's kind of, it's so natural to me. And it's so cool to see all these watches. 
And also, you know, a lot of watch accounts, it's just like the wrist shots. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I'm not getting a lot of context or inspiration from that if I'm not a, a hardcore watch person. Got it. Because I'm like, oh, it's just like some dude's wrist. Yeah. Like, they're <laughs> like starch shirt. Yeah. Like, I don't really know, like, what type of person is wearing that? Where do they wear it? How do they style it? Yeah. Interesting. And by seeing like a full picture of somebody you can kind of associate you're like oh i know bella hadid's style i know kind of what her vibe is yeah and i see the watch she's wearing then i can kind of determine my own taste like whether That's i so like and do i relate to bella or not and if i do i might like her watch and i might aspire to buy it one day um so it's what's interesting is um hodinky actually did a post it might have been today or it was today or yesterday, mm. and they posted um, they posted a Ralph Lauren watch. Okay. And the the sort of the subtext of the article was like Ralph Lauren makes watches; they're incredibly underrated. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I I read the article, and then I went into they had a link to like another article, which was an interview with Ben Clymer and uh, and Ralph Lauren. Oh, cool. And it's interesting because you, what you described is sort of his approach oh. to watches, right? Where it's like, he views it as an accessory. Mm -hmm. He's not completely concerned with what's under the hood, which makes sense given the generation that he comes from, mm -hmm. but more of so like how it, um, how it falls into the moment, right? What he's wearing, the mood that he's yeah. in, where he's going to. And it's another element to style and outfit his life mm -hmm. for that day. Mm -hmm. And if you know anything about Ralph Lauren, you know it's always that day because it changes daily, exactly. <laughs> right? His mood it changes, changes multiple yeah. times a day. It yeah. can. <laughs> he can go like you know cocktail, you know black tie, James Bond, and then go like super like you know equestrian to like cowboy to military yep mm -hmm. to you know and kind that's of like and that's totally like like my vibe i get hipster. all of my information i get all of my information about watches either uh going to 80s and trying them mm -hmm. on the internet or really these two guys yeah. because i i first come to it from an aesthetic perspective mm -hmm. Like, how do I feel wearing this? What does it look like? How do I, how do I wear it? Yes. Um, and it is a very like Ralph Lauren approach because I'm trying to figure out how this piece fits into my life. Yeah. And one of the things we always talk about again is juxtaposition. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I'm trying to figure out like, how, how do I wear an OP, which is really a dress watch. And I'm like, well, I'm just gonna wear all denim mm -hmm. because that's what feels natural it to me. It looks good. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it looks great. It yeah. looks great. But but that is the lens that I that I come to it from. Mm -hmm. And then I'm and then I get into the history and then I get into the technology. Mm -hmm. And I feel like for uh, especially for people that aren't seen uh traditionally as like being part of that community, mm -hmm. that for a lot of us is our entry point into that community. Mm -hmm. It is aesthetics. Oh, yeah. Aesthetics. Yeah. Also kind of what you were saying, kind of merging pop culture and um, the watch world. I feel like I have weaseled my way <laughs> into this community and I'm I'm kind of on the ground at places and I'm like reporting to, yeah. to like like-minded people. So it's like, 
I was in the auction room when the Tiffany Nautilus. Oh, you were? Yeah, I was oh, at Phillips. Like? I was like, am I really going to get up at like 9 a.m. on a Saturday morning <laughs> and go uptown? And I was so glad I did because to kind of, you know, you could see pictures of it. Sure. And it's exciting. And yep. you're just like, what in the world? Mm -hmm. But to be in the room and feel the energy and kind of just understand how crazy this world is. It was insane. It was insane. And I was literally like red in the face every time there was a new bid sure it's just like four million and then it's like five million from new york, new york. <laughs> yeah. and I was like, oh my god i was like yes. screaming yes and then to be able to kind of report back to the dime piece community like this is happening right now like this is history this yeah. is whether whatever opinion you have on the watch like it's still just such a crazy moment in time and there's was, so much hype it was a lot of hype and it was really wild and we had talked about this too where it was like and each of us we have our own opinions about it mm -hmm. but the one the consensus among us was because we were tuned in on on instagram yeah they, they did yeah. A, it was an ig live mm -hmm. and it was the first time i got to like peek into a live auction usually we go to the website and we mm -hmm. just see the numbers go up mm -hmm. And I was I was actually in the back of an Uber. I was on my way to work, <laughs> yeah, and I'm like glued in with my headphones, and I'm like, "Yo, this is crazy." I'm yeah. like texting people yeah. at the same time. Yes. It was a moment. It was, it a, was moment. a moment. It, it was, was wild. Yeah, yeah. And I love the fact that you you kind of have that insight, mm -hmm. you know, because we all, you know, some of us, some of us had the luxury to actually be in that arena, mm -hmm. and then there are some people that can speculate. You know, and for some of us being able to actually speak to it, and like, well, this is the truth. Mm -hmm. I was there. Yeah. <laughs> See, yeah. Like, this is how it went down. You know, it's is so much speculation and conspiracies mm -hmm. in the in the watch community, mm -hmm. and I think it's also something. Um, I think when you have a product like a timepiece, it 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 does that. Mm -hmm. Even the same as you know my background in fashion, mm -hmm. you know. I remember when I did work for a specific brand, you know, you have somebody come and be like, yo, man, what's going on? Yeah. Like, how does this boutique have yeah. it? Like, yo, are they offloading the boxes off the truck? Like, <laughs> yeah. what's going on? I'm like, dude, there's no, like, conspiracy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, this man just got it before the other and it sold That's out. <laughs> That's that. Yeah. It's you know so what simple. I mean? It's so funny that, you know, we have like the inside and the truth mm -hmm. and then the community goes ahead yep. and dictates oh and shares these forums and spreads this information well, that's also kind of like the fun about it too i'm not gonna lie i enjoy that a little yes. bit and then to see where all of that uh wound up and now you got this guy zach yes oh my god <laughs> <laughs> he was making a scene in the room i mean or was he yeah he pulled up super late wow and he was at the back of the room just standing there being like like the only in-person bidder really wow it was just like and oh, the whole room was looking at him like, like who is this hundreds guy? of people who's this man in the camel coat wow. he looks about 25. Yeah. like what what is yeah. going on here i was like is he like a plant like yeah. <laughs> more conspiracy that's so funny and then he winds up with the watch anyway yeah. so crazy but it's <laughs> wild but it's crazy like he showed up physically i'm this is my yes. watch. I'm coming for it. Yeah. Power. Power. That, that, that deserves a growl after. Yeah. Yeah, that deserves that a growl. You got to. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that is a thing I growl on the okay, show. Okay. <laughs> Please don't worry. I won't bite you. <laughs> oh, no. Smokey the bear. 
Yeah. Um, right? <laughs> that was good. Uh, continuing on, on, on your influence, mm-hmm. um, obviously, you know, in, in following the Dime Piece page and, and, and what you do, we do realize how important it is uh, for you to actively amplify the voices of, of women. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you actively working to grow that community outside of, of just what you do on, on social media? Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, I will say, I'm obviously not the first woman <laughs> in the watch sure. industry because it's like what I discovered after all these watch people started following me was how many women there were in mm-hmm. it. And I didn't realize. So you got like the Kelly Yox and yep. meeting her was such an honor because I was like, oh my God, she knows everybody. She worked at Penn, you know, like. She's really awesome. She knows yes. her stuff like dialed. And it was so special for me to kind of connect with these women who have been here yeah. and they can speak to watches with true authority. And that was so exciting because I didn't really even know that community kind of existed Mm. as a total outsider. And to meet those women and to also meet a new generation of women and inspire them to get into it, no matter if they're working in the industry or, you know, if they just got into it because they saw a picture of Rihanna. Yeah, Yeah, she was wearing the Midas. Yes. Oh, my God. Which is a beautiful watch. Yes. Hodinkee called me up and they were like, can you write an article on this today? (laughs) And I was like, good thing I don't have anything else to do. (laughs) Um, No, but yeah, it's so cool. Just like the amount of women who either were in it or could be interested in it, Mm -hmm. but haven't really been spoken to the right way. Mm. Because, you know, like somebody like me, I didn't care about watches at all, which is so crazy to think about because it's like, I'm 31, you know, I'm making a little extra money. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to kind of level up. And why had I never thought about a watch before? Like mm. how, how did the watch brands fuck up so yeah. much? <laughs> like they That's a good point. The marketing, I'm like, where? Because I feel like I've been brainwashed by Gucci ever yep. since I was yes. a young kid. Like yes. you want Gucci. That's what you want to spend your money on. If you earn it, you're going to buy a Gucci bag. Yes. I think that's an excellent point because it often does feel like they're, it does feel like they are missing communities Mm -hmm. that uh, either are interested or are actively involved in the watch community. And it's just like, regardless how you feel, you guys are are missing the money. Yeah. Somebody's gonna cash in. Yes. You're not even, you're not even there. Yeah. Yes. It's crazy. It's insane. It's women, it's people of color, it's people of different, like gender identities, yeah. just like everybody but <laughs> straight yes. white men. You know who does yeah. it really well? Uh, I feel like Swatch. Yes. I feel like, and I think that's why probably why we talk about them so yeah. often. We, we Their marketing that. is really incredible. Mm-hmm. It's to everyone. It really is. You know, and of all ages, genders, mm-hmm. and like you said, identities. Yeah. Um, and the you know, I think the great thing to what you know what you were saying is the fact that you actually do voice all of these people you kind of like embody it all Mm -hmm. you know obviously you know you can't be like multiracial multicolor like you know i mean like you can only be you you can only be one person but you know one thing that i think that you have been able to do really well is at least shine a light on Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. you know and say hey you know what you guys should give this a look. Yeah. For however you feel about it. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, whatever you think about it, you know, if you're a purist or if you're someone that's all the way on the disorder. And I think that's what's inspired me to do my double wrist check. <laughs> <Hey. laughs> 
<laughs> you know, because you do come from a place of disorder. You know, you come from a place where the tourist versus the purist, right? the tourist versus the purist, sure. and you and you know you really felt left out, but you found your way in. Yeah. And now look how much success has brought you. Yeah, like I said, I feel like I like weaseled my way. In yes. Rightfully so. Yeah. Sometimes that's what. Sometimes it's what you got to do. You got to yeah. weasel along. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, and and Kelly spoke about it too. Mm-hmm. You know, with her being a woman and 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 being on, you know, being on this platform. Mm-hmm. You know, we asked her too. Is like, you know, how do you how you maintain yourself with this much responsibility? Right. You know, because like for you, like one article, one statement. One interview, mm-hmm. you know, could really change your career right. mm-hmm. for the better or the worse. Right. Sure. Um, and, you know, at least for us here, you know, we try our best to convey that message mm-hmm. and, and, and keep it in a positive light to where it's like, no, no, this is inviting. Yeah. We want Absolutely. you all. No, we I, all want you. We want you all to be a part of it. I love your podcast because oh, I, was, thank you. I was listening thank you. today. Okay. <laughs> I was doing my homework Good. and I'm totally into it. I was like, what about this makes it so much more enjoyable than your typical? And you guys were talking about JLC. Mm-hmm. And one of you was like, well, let's back it up a bit. What is JLC? And somebody nailed the French. <laughs> <laughs> You wanna you wanna you wanna give us a little demonstration, Mr. Yeah. Smith? Oh, Je Le Coup. Oh! Wow. Wow. Emerald like, Lagasse in the, yeah. in the, in the stove. <laughs> Salt Bay. Right? I was like, how nice of them to back it up, pause, consider yeah. somebody who doesn't know what JLC is, mm-hmm. and to give context and history. And I was like, this is so enriching to me. Like I'm learning something right now. Oh, and it's not awesome. just like you should know about this, and if you don't, do your own research. Yeah, like, yes. it's considerate, and that's so important in the watch world. I think so, and and that yeah, no, that I appreciate that statement. I think we all do, um, because this whole thing started with just a love and appreciation for watches, and I think you know if you are tuned in, what you're seeing is something that we would do when the cameras were off anyway. Yes, mm-hmm. and I think. For me, at least, that's what makes it special. I actually go back and I watch our own episodes. Oh. Yes. I don't know if that's very Kanye of me. Maybe I we support that. <laughs> um, but I do, and um, I think it makes us. I think it makes us better. Yes. Uh, but but also like what's great is I enjoy it. I enjoy the conversations that we're actually having, mm-hmm. and I go back and I revisit it. And I'm like, oh, I might catch things that that I missed yeah. in the actual conversation. So yeah. it's really good. Um, Rashawn, you know, use the, the phrase shining a light on something. Let's shine the light on on this. You wrote an article recently for Harper's Bazaar that kind of blew up. I was mm-hmm. very nervous. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Is Just this... put that out there. I know. Well. What inspired you to write this article? Where, I, where did this come from? I feel like. And if we, I guess let's, let's give it yeah. context, yeah. right? So. You wrote an article in Harper's Bazaar, mm-hmm. and um, if I could summarize, it was talking about uh, how the the act of bust downing a watch or customizing your watch, mm-hmm. outfitting it with uh, stones, diamonds, jewels, um, is is met with uh, some some vitriol, mm-hmm. uh, and that underneath there is a subtext of racism. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So how, what inspired you to, to write this article? Yeah, well, just to, for added context, I'm the monthly watch columnist at Harper's Bazaar. Okay. And the, the pieces that I had written previous were very informational, mm -hmm. very kind of neutral, mm -hmm. although I did defend small watches. Yeah, good. <laughs> um, but that still felt really neutral. And I enjoyed writing those articles, mm -hmm. but I was also like, I feel like there's so many stories that could be told yeah. that aren't really getting told. And in my experience with dime piece posting, you know, everyone from, you know, old 50s photos of um, Paul Newman mm -hmm. to Cardi B with her iced out Nautilus. Mm -hmm. It's like, I, I am receiving all of the comments. Wow. Like I see, I see the likes, yep. I see the the numbers, I see the comments, the opinions. Like mm. I can't escape that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I just noticed that whenever I would post like a bust down watch, people were really mad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they would hit me with puke emojis. She just ruined that watch. Yeah. Um, and I. It was in that process that I got to learn. I was like, oh yes, okay. So aftermarket, mm -hmm. anything will, you know, decrease the watch's value. Sure. And it's something that you have to be careful with mm -hmm. because people get ripped off. And I was also listening. I really appreciated how you called out how John Mayer got ripped off. Yeah, that was <laughs> yes. bad. There you go. Yes. 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 yes, I didn't know that because, <laughs> you know, you hear a lot about this rapper got ripped off sure. at this jeweler. and. But the way that the stories were being told and the opinions were expressed, it just felt like it felt like, like made my stomach kind of yeah. turn. And I was like, you know, I understand the distaste. I I, I don't like factory set. I think it, I, I could never wear it. But I also, you know, in doing research about it, I was like, you know, I spoke to somebody named Zenobia Morrow. She's, yep. a, she's a GIA certified gemologist. She's a jewelry designer and yeah. she was like, you know, this really comes from like a deeper cultural place of mm -hmm. like adornment, but also, you know, take like rappers in the bling era yep. or like, you know, they're chopping and screwing beats yeah. and they, they're experimenting, they're putting their own personal touch on things, they're sampling. So it's kind of consistent that, you know, people might do this with a watch. Sure. And I was like, oh yeah, that makes total sense. And, but I don't know. I. I was just like, I can't help but see the racism here, especially, you know, like Cardi B people, they're just so comfortable expressing. Their I think distaste. that that's that's the key yes. right? is the comfortability yes. in expressing the distaste yes. without like properly contextualizing that, like people have been bust downing watches for years mm -hmm. of every ethnic background. Yeah. Every, uh, you know, gender like mm -hmm. that's that's nothing new in the same way that like people customize their car, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. You buy a watch, you can customize yeah. it. I mean, even when you think back to how many like Rolexes do you see on the secondary market um, that are like on websites like First Dibs mm -hmm. where it's got a custom dot. Yeah, some weird color. Right, like in the, six, in the 70s in particular, that was like, kind of yeah it was a thing that people were doing like mm -hmm. if rolex wasn't making it it was like well the stone i'll go do it myself yeah, exactly there's been a lot of people too like a lot of artists or like more creative people in that space who have collaborated with stores like bloomingdale's and Saks to sell oh, yeah. custom yeah. rolexes yeah and people buy them yep yeah and to be fair the only people who i've seen buy them 
are white people. Yeah. So why is that okay? <laughs> yes. But not a rapper, and I'm using rapper as a specific example, why is it not okay for them to have a bust down watch? Yeah. Yeah. Especially when it's a, it's a part of the culture. You know, you, you're a rapper and you're making money off music. You want to show off. You want to yeah. be opulent. So you yeah. find a watch you like, you put stones in it. Sure. Because you think it's cool. And, yeah. and then at that point, it's like, it's your money. You can tell you what to do with it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's... it's uh, Definitely not for me, but I'm, yeah. I'm the type of guy. I don't really wear stones. I don't like yeah. diamonds. Yeah. Yeah. I love diamonds. He loves diamonds. He loves diamonds. diamonds. <laughs> he loves diamonds. He loves diamonds. And, and you know something, too? Um, I think something that we kind of like, we kind of scratched the surface when we were talking about Kelly, just as far as like the inclusiveness uh -huh. of the watch industry. Uh -huh. You know, we know that, you know, this industry is uh, dominated by a certain demographic. Um, and that, you know, others have little voices, whether it is people of color, women mm -hmm. of any race or whatever, or any kind of identity, you know, it is overpowered by a, another, another group. Um, but I think the idea of bust down watches or at least like aftermarket and why yeah. we see that, um, secondary market excelling the way that it is, it is because We've shunned so many people out. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. If, you know, for I, like I said, like I used the idea of like walking into Torno. Um, you know, I didn't feel comfortable enough to walk in there. Yeah. And I wanted to apply for a job. Mm -hmm. I wanted to, you know, sell the, the, the products. Um, the same as, you know, someone on the, on the other flip side wanting to come in and actually buy a watch. Sure. Mm -hmm. Being judged and being like, oh, you can't afford that. Mm -hmm. Or maybe if it wasn't that you can't afford that, oh, I'm going to make you jump through hoops until you get it. Yeah. Um, and we're finding that now and, you know, for the people that actually just solely want the watch, it's so hard for them to acquire it. Yeah. And it's heartbreaking. Yeah. You know, yeah. being being someone that has to have those conversations or, you know, someone that has known a friend or so on and so forth to be able to say, you know, man, I, all I, I, I've worked so hard for this watch and I can't get it. Mm -hmm. So I even to your point, P, I understand why you're like, you know, I love my watch so much, but I can't wear it because I'm judged or I'm looked at by my peers or, you know, my subordinates or whatever, so on and so forth to be like, what you do to get that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's always the question when you see somebody wearing yeah. a, a yeah. new Rolex or a steel Rolex. Like, it's like, it's what, like, like, how? How did yeah, you get how? that? Like, why are you here right now? Yep. <laughs> and here I am. Big man. Yes. Oh, no. Yes, of course. Uh, you know, it's funny. My wife is like, man, show that thing around. What you doing? I'm like, yeah. She's like, if it were me. <laughs> She'd be I shining. Oh, yeah. She tried it on. She'd be she shining. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and so I really enjoyed the article. And it made me, there was a, a comment, um, I think her name is Daniel Prescott, mm -hmm. made uh, that I thought was, was an excellent, uh, another perspective too, because when she talked about, you know, people of color being completely left out of the conversation, mm -hmm. and then it gets assumed that like, no, all black people mm -hmm. or people of color like bust down watches. Yeah. And she's like, I went for like a mm -hmm. vintage, kind of regular regular Rolex uh -huh. yes. because that's what I like yes. yes right and you have me sitting down with someone who's a traditionalist I don't wear stones in any yeah. way it's not for me yeah um I respect it's Please. for you <laughs> and you you happen to, you can pull it off yeah um but I am I am a traditionalist mm -hmm. I like things that are the way that they're supposed to be mm -hmm. um whether that says something good or bad about me whatever 
Um, but then it also made me think about the the other side too, where we would you in the article you're talking about Cardi B and um, her actually not having access to the information and knowing that when you do bust down a watch mm-hmm. that it does not appreciate. Right. Yes. And so there's the flip side too yeah. that I think doesn't get talked about much where you have jewelers mm-hmm. um, that are either you know selling these pieces at crazy inflated prices right. or selling them fake mm. watches, which we see Little happen. baby. I mean, that, that happened to Little Baby recently. And the watch that he purchased was not bust down. Yes. He tr- tried to purchase the fir- 40th anniversary Platinum Nautilus. Platinum Nautilus. Oh, no. And it turned out that it was fake. Oh, yes. no. Yes. You hate to hear it. You hate it's, to hear it's, it. It's terrible. And, you know, what he did say in his post, is, and he added Protect Philippe, and he said, hey, you know, you guys need to let us in. Yeah. And, you know, kind of calling back to what I was saying is like, you know, if you are an original jeweler for any of these boutiques, you know, you are going to get those same questions. You're going to get the, you know, can I have this? Can mm-hmm. I have that? And you know what it takes to have those things totally but you also have to have the patience to understand that you know somebody has reached this milestone in their life and all they want is that sure Mm -hmm. you know um and it's so sad that you know it takes a situation like that you know for someone to go ahead and say well i've been left out yeah Mm -hmm. you know listen i've reached a certain milestone in my Mm -hmm. life it's also just kind of like racism outside of it being racism confuses me in that like obviously it should confuse me it doesn't make any sense but like even if like you're someone who cares about money yes right and like you would think that you would look at someone like a little baby and say this guy just spent four hundred thousand dollars on a watch yes right it would behoove me To do good business with him. Oh, absolutely. Because if he can spend $400,000 on one piece, mm-hmm. he's going to keep coming back and buying watches with me if I do good business with him. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, that's all I, I'm asking for. Yes. Give me good business. Mm-hmm. Give me good information. Don't leave me out of the conversation. Yes. Like, we're in the conversation. If you're not going to let us in, we're going to push ourselves in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but also, like, do good business. It works out for everybody. And you realize that these ideas, these preconceived notions that people have are stupid. Mm -hmm. Yes. 100%. Yeah. It doesn't work for anybody. Yeah. No. No. And it makes the world more boring when you're not like representing and listening to other people because exactly. you just see the same boring ass wrist shot. Yes. Like, I'm just, <laughs> there you go. Yes. Like I want to see something different it's why dime piece caught on it's why people are probably listening to your podcast absolutely um it's exciting absolutely and i think something too that you know to be completely transparent is like it's okay to bust down your watch it's your watch it's It's your you own it and you own you pay for it it's yours and and, and (laughs) And no one has to like it yeah so even still to go back to you know little baby so little baby has saying like a um in like a latest feature, he said, you know, my mentor is Michael Rubin. And I don't know what oh, the guy who owns the Sixers. Who owns the Sixers. Sure. I don't know what their conversations are, but I could see Michael Rubin because he is a watch collector and he has helped other rap artists in other avenues outside of like watches, but he is prominent 
in the watch community. And he shares to his guys, he says, don't bust that down because mm -hmm. you're going to depreciate it. But the thing is this, though. Michael Rubin is in the space of that watch mm -hmm. hierarchy. Mm -hmm. So he kind of makes that dictation amongst his community to go ahead and say, if you bust down a watch, you depreciate it. But what happens if the roles were reversed and, you know, someone like a Virgil who, you know, went ahead and customized his Patek Philippe, mm -hmm. why is it that his Patek Philippe can actually skyrocket through the roof? Obviously, you know, he had an untimely demise mm -hmm. and that's very unfortunate. And, you know, his name and what he's done in just the whole pop culture and influence of just like the globe speaks to that. Sure. But there's still some part of it is like, that was done with taste. Yeah. Sure. You know, there is, like, you can't deny it. As much as you want to say it's unpure, it's like, that's hot. Well, no, no, one's, no, one's complaining, that's hot. no one's complaining about artisans of Geneve doing it. That's what exactly. I, okay, that, thank you for and saying they, that. And, like, literally, it started off with Rolexes, and they moved on to 5711. Yeah. Thank yes. you like, so much for saying that. Yes. No one's complaining about that. I've had people literally ask me to help them source a watch to send to artisans of Geneve to be customized. Absolutely. No one is asking me to help them find a watch to get buzzed down. So why? Like, what's the difference there? It's the same thing. Exactly. It is yeah. exactly. And if you the pay same for thing. it, it belongs to you, and you you can do what you want mm -hmm. with it. And I think ultimately, too, I think it's also we talked about this on the when we shot with Kelly, uh, where like her seeing grown men on the floor crying in <laughs> oh, the authorized yes. dealer about the watches. <laughs> I think part of it is like a FOMO thing too, yeah, right? It's yeah. Where it's like, well, why does he have the watch and I don't? And then look what he did with the watch. Yes. And they're just mad. Yes. They're it's mad. the salty guys. We go back to it. We yes. It's the salty guys. It's the salty guys. Everything that's going on right now, if there's any kind of negative, yeah. uh, you know, content or someone going ahead and sharing something It's because side, they don't have it. It's because yeah. they don't have it. Yeah. Let me tell you something. If you ever seen a bust down Rolex in person, yes, it's kind of nice. It is kind of nice. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of nice. But I think also it's not too big. Yeah. But when you see it glitter like that, you like, oh, I'm like, I'm like, I might do a bust down. Nice. Nice. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's kind of nice. Hot. It is kind of hot. Yeah, um, when it's done right, it's done right. It's kind of yeah, nice. Exactly. Yes. And I think also too is like where these guys are getting their bust downs right now. You know, it's a small community of guys that are acquiring them. But there's, I don't think there's anyone in that space that's very prestige. Mm. So there isn't really someone with the reputation like a master gem setter, mm. someone that has gone off, you know, because if you have a gem setter that came from, let's say, Patek Philippe or Rolex, because we know the kind of, you know, the idea of Rolex, like you can literally take a watch that, like a Pearlmaster, for example, mm -hmm. and crest in diamonds, sure. you can literally smash your wrist. Like this, and not a single stone will come out. There's so many of those guys around, though, especially in New York City. Absolutely, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them, and I think they just they, work for small jewelers. They work for small jewelers, but they need to kind of like, kind of market themselves, even because it's almost like those kind of guys. Like, that's a craft. I feel like uh, he, uh, Greg Yuna, is trying yeah. to position himself that He's way. Shy. He used to go by Mr. Flawless. Yes, oh. um, <laughs> but. You don't remember? He used to go by Mr. Flawless. You don't remember that? No. Yes. Yeah, he yeah, yeah, be, yeah, 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 yeah. He was, he was Mr. Flawless. Ooh. I mean, but Jacob, <laughs> but Jacob was the first to do it too. Yeah, Jacob yeah, was. Yeah, Jacob was a jeweler. Jacob and was. Now he's making high horology watches. Oh. Exactly. Yeah. Jacob yeah. was that. I mean, 
you know, I'll... <laughs> I, you know, I was going to sure. Uh, Yo, Jacob is a G. That's that, that's just what we're saying. He's highly respected. He's really good. He he even made art pieces. I don't know if people. There was a, a collection he did with Pharrell. Yes. In the mid two thousands, um, where they did these uh, these diamond encrusted artifacts. One was like a bag of Doritos. One oh, was a, cool. a Johnson and Johnson baby lotion bottle. Yes. Um, pop art. Yeah, yeah they, they did art. a pop art collection, yeah. him and Pharrell, and it sold for like $5 million. Wow. Yeah, shout out to Jacob, man. He's um, a legend. So, <laughs> uh, he is ahead of his time and, and, and did incredible work. Um, would you ever wear a custom watch? I mean, I feel like I'm so early in my collecting journey. Not right now. We're starting at the ground floor. Yeah. Sure. I, I definitely, you know, I'm like Danielle. I got this, you know, regular, regular date dress of which they're. It's I, so classy, though. Yeah. I yes. feel comfortable with it. It goes with my. You, you know, can wear it with everything. But who knows? I might be balling out one day, like living in Beverly Hills. And I might. You might want to bust down Swatch. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, y'all yeah. know I've seen a bust down two of them. He's seen a bust down two of them, which that is crazy. crazy. Oh, my God. A Black Bay 41 bust wow. down. It's the way they express yourself. Yeah. That's just it. And That's you, a lot of expression. And you said that in your article too. <laughs> this is a way how you express yourself. Yeah. You know, chopped and screwed. To bust down a tutor, you got to really love tutor. You got to yeah, really love tutor. Oh well, I told you, Polo G had bust down a Polo watch. I'm still what? looking for that picture. Yeah, yeah. No, I seen it. Listen, we gotta we gotta it. Listen, we're going to find it. We're going to find it. Okay. We're going to find it to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Legitimately, like, I um, seen it. So, <laughs> it's nuts. It's got to be. Uh, <laughs> well, is it is it a polo horse watch? It's the polo horse oh, watch. Man. Exactly. That's yeah, the one I from, can't like, wait to see it. From uh, like the 2020 year. collection. Sure. Yeah. 2020, 2021 collection. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in, in terms of... Uh, Pop culture and, and icons and figures. Who do you, is there anyone you see currently um, that is an important voice for underrepresented voices in the watch community? Yeah, um, Tyler the Creator. I, I agree with that. He is. Oh my I gosh. agree with that. Yes. So much. Good. <laughs> I really do, and I love. There was um, there was a Hot ninety seven interview he did. Uh -huh. you, did you see this? No. He talked about how much he hated Rolex. Yes. Oh, yeah. He was like, I hate him. Oh my god! And he Rolex. walks around and that voice. with the car, <laughs> and he, he walks around with a Cartier crash. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, man, you are the dude. Mm -hmm. He's the dude. He really is. It's everything because it's like the way he styles it. Him considering smaller pieces mm -hmm. like Cartier's from the 1940s mm -hmm. on, and and he makes it his own. He'll put it on like a lime green like sure. lizard strap and it's just it out he picks out straps he picks out he picks out all our watch straps oh okay legitimately yeah. good to have somebody like that in the crew yes <laughs> yes, yes, um, yes but i feel like he's just really emerged as a different kind of collector with amazing taste and he's really creative and mm. you know he's creative in everything he does but like to think that he would buy some like 1940s cartier mm -hmm. and and it gets people being like, what is that? Like, yeah, what yeah. is he wearing? Exactly. Um, he the, loves stuff. He loves stuff. He's he collects a collector. stuff. He's he a collector. He collects stuff. Um, <laughs> Much you know, like you. <laughs> uh, exactly. I'm, I'm exactly the same way. He, you know, he collects luggage. He collects cars. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and he's coming at it from the perspective of aesthetics. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. He's an art guy. Absolutely. At heart, I think. And uh, it tells in everything he does, even his house. Yes. You know, have you ever seen that like that? Uh, maybe it was MTV Cribs or something like MTV Cribs. But 
Um, his house is like a weird little playland. Yeah. <laughs> it's wild, but it's super cool. Yeah. He makes luxury so fun. He really does. Yeah. I think that's an excellent way to put it because it all feels very luxurious. Mm -hmm. Yes. He, especially on like the wave that he's on now, I feel like, like you mentioned, like the Louis V luggage and mm -hmm. like even like the work he's putting out right now, it like differs so much from what he was putting out when he was first getting his stuff. Yeah. Even though you always knew that he was like love stuff and he loved like the aesthetic and he was always a very clear vision. But now it's like his videos now are like him like at a ho you know a really nice hotel yeah. and he's in the yeah. south of france and he's, <laughs> but he's doing it in a way that feels really fresh and really creative and yep. colorful and exciting versus like you know your stuffy usual i don't know exactly. he's yeah. just really got yeah. a different take on it he's dialed in campaign did it too yeah you seen this have you seen this last no. Gucci or the louis vuitton was it louis vuitton no he did a gucci campaign he's like i do gucci and louis what do you want yeah he's all over gucci, louis Cartier. he's yeah. tapping everybody's he pockets. really is yes. he's, yes. he's he's definitely someone that has like an acquired taste but it's tasteful mm -hmm. I, I i love i love what he does i yeah. think i think he has an incredible eye and an incredible approach to design mm -hmm. i think his music is absolutely fantastic mm -hmm. we saw yeah. that with the last album some of the best production i've heard in hip-hop in probably the last 10 years 100%. um I love him. he is he is great um so we're nearing the end mm -hmm. I've, I've only got one question left for you if the guys don't have any uh, further questions but um, with where you are now, and I know you're still, you still view yourself as being the beginning of this. Mm -hmm. What is present day? What is your dream watch? What is the watch that you have your heart set on right now? I mean, that's a really hard question. Yeah. <laughs> so many. There are so many. But, and this is a really basic answer, but I want a royal oak real bad. No shame in that. <laughs> and I want a really tiny one. Sure. <laughs> Like a 25 millimeter one. Mm. Okay. Um, and yeah, cause I mean, just ha coming at it from like the South of East angle, we did a piece on the Royal Oak and learning about Gerald Genta and oh, yeah. kind of what a groundbreaking design it was at the time, like a steel sports watch. Mm -hmm. and why did it cost so much? And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just find it to be such an icon and I never see the small guys. I'm selling one on the dime piece shop right now, but I don't think people, I don't know. I I, I want to buy it. <laughs> I, no, I feel you on that. I I I didn't see myself as an AP guy until recently, and what changed was I was at an authorized dealer, and they had a vintage uh, Royal Oak. It was like a two tone bracelet, white dial, and it was quartz. Mm. But it was super thin, mm -hmm. and it was much smaller than I, I was used to seeing them. Yeah. I think it was seventies, seventies uh -huh. or eighties. Yeah. And I saw that, and I was like. I think I like Royal Oaks. Yeah. Like yeah. I like them like that. Yeah, that small, like yeah, yeah. really, really, just because yeah, like, you don't see it like that. Yeah, and yeah. so when you do, it's kind of like a shocking moment. It's like, man, that thing is nice. And yeah. it's also one of those things like once it like pops out of the sleeve, uh huh. It's like, oh, so that's what we're doing here. Yeah, and you like, yeah, yeah that's what we're doing. <laughs> that's what we're doing. <laughs> and I wouldn't mind quartz. I think yes. the quartz one is yeah. it's fire. One hundred percent. Thin. Yeah, yeah it's, it's super. All it's aesthetics. nice. That's yeah. where it Beautiful. comes from. Yes, and I love. I mean the bracelet. Like on yours, this is a really good one. <laughs> you see it shining, like it's just so nice. Yeah, thank you. I really want. 
<laughs> you gotta get your we'll cashew get you a G shot. He'll hook you up with his dude, and, and we can make that happen. Yeah. That would be so awesome yeah. if I had one of those. Listen, <laughs> signed by Dime Piece. Yeah. There we go. Be <laughs> Collab idea. Yeah, right. That'd be dope. Um, <laughs> So thank you for joining us. Yeah, this was fun. Thanks yes. for having me. Uh, yes, yes, I'm yes. glad we had you. We talked about some real things, and and it was also a lot of fun. Um, I think what you're doing is incredible. Uh, I I love the article. I talked to these guys about it at length, and there were some other people in the watch community that follow you that I spoke to too, and they were really digging it. Oh, so cool. um, keep doing what you're doing, and um, you know, hopefully, we see everyone at the top. Yes. That's the goal. Yes. Right? See you guys at the top. <laughs> I got to get a sky dweller. There we go. <laughs> I think that should be the name of the episode. I got to get, get a sky dweller. I got to get a sky dweller. That might be it. The altitude is real high. Yeah, right. right? I like yeah. that. The altitude. Uh, so that <laughs> was that was episode 14. Yes. Woo. We're moving along, fellas. This is a real thing. Uh, this is a real thing. It's getting real each moment, and, and I really enjoyed this interview. So thank you again. Yes. Yeah, such a um, having me. For Such all, a pleasure. For all of you watching, you can find us on Instagram, at RiskCheckPod. We're on YouTube, uh, releasing an episode every Wednesday, once a week. We're also on Spotify Video, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. And we'll see you next week. Peace. Bye. Deuces. Yes.